Welcome to the Money Wise Women Show, brought to you by MoneyMorphosis.com. Are you ready to be inspired to upgrade your financial skills? Listen to feminine leaders sharing practical advice and valuable insights. Shift your money mindset, improve communication skills, and learn financial management tips. Although we do not provide investment advice, you can check out MoneyMorphosis.com. That's money-m-o-r-p-h-o-s-i-s.com to find simple ways to boost your true wealth. This is Crystal Arnold, your hostess for Money Wise Women and founder of Money Morphosis. So today I'd like to explore about the connection between health and wealth. And um, our guest happens to be a naturopathic doctor who uh, specializes in women's health and topics of fertility. And uh, she has a very interesting perspective on both economics and um, and health. And so I did some research and uh, found that the word wealth comes from the old English word wheel, which means well-being. And so I think it's very important to redefine wealth um, to include a a greater sense of well-being like not only how much money is in our bank account um, but but also our overall um, health and vitality Um, I've created a true wealth template which includes four aspects to wealth including the financial aspects but also the inner wealth relational and environmental wealth and I've found this so useful for individuals to get a, an inventory of what their assets and liabilities are in each of those areas and ultimately um, look at ways that we can create more fertile conditions for prosperity. I know many people listening are entrepreneurs and so just um, want to bring this conversation into that um, that exploration of what what are the fertile conditions that will create true wealth and prosperity in your business in your personal life and and how that is so connected to both how we care for our bodies and ourselves and um, as as women how we create greater vitality, pleasure, fertility, and, um, and really find a balance um, in, in the giving, in the receiving. And um, so I'm, I'm super excited to see where this conversation will go. Um, I actually met our guest, um, gosh, it was about seven years ago. We were at intensive weekend retreat with Charles Eisenstein, who's author of Sacred Economics and um, a leader in the the field of the gift economy and and imagining what that means and how to apply that into our lives. Um, So let me go ahead and introduce Omatma Shah. Uh, Dr. Omatma is a naturopathic doctor who has been practicing medicine for 10 years and has been recognized as the best alternative medicine practitioner. 
She is a sought out speaker on topics of fertility, women's health, and women's empowerment. And she is also founder of the Emerging and Evolving Economies Jam, supporting entrepreneurs and social change makers to have real conversations about money. So we will also be exploring about this upcoming event, um, the Emerging and Evolving Economies Jam happening next month in April. Um, so Omatma, welcome. And I, I would love to start by hearing um, about the work that you do with women and health and, and your sense of how this applies to uh, people's financial well-being as well. Cool. Thanks so much for having me, Crystal. Um, I'm really excited to have this conversation today. And um, I just want to have a quick say of I didn't know that that meaning of wealth came from um, well-being. So it's so perfect. Um, I am, I, I work a lot with women in particular who need balancing with their hormones and um, couples who are trying to conceive and are having difficulty either starting or growing their families. So I really come at this from the perspective of fertility at the core is um, true vitality, right? Fertility is the outpouring of having a vital physical, emotional, and spiritual body. And um, fertility or reproduction in particular happens as, uh, as a natural thing when we are in our optimal state of health and well-being. So um, what's interesting for me is this, in this conversation is what I've found is as women and couples kind of embrace their optimal health and well-being, they will attract to them um, scenarios or situations that are truly aligned with who they are and will have them live living fuller lives. And, you know, as I envision the world that I want to live in, um, I envision parents or couples that have really healthy, awesome, juicy lives that also have children from this place of, fulfillment and and joy and the child is like the outpouring of this joy of this couple like living their life purpose um so that's that's kind of like i don't necessarily tell all of my clients this it's just a a part of the process that happens but i really envision um that when people are in their optimal vital states of health and well-being, that they are able to live their full purpose and potential and are able to create the kind of um, abundance on all levels, financial and otherwise, um, in their day-to-day lives. Mm. I love that perspective. It's really um, so empowering to to the individuals who and couples that you work with. Um, and I I can see even people who don't have children, uh, you know, often but are entrepreneurs. Often the business feels like a baby or a child mm-hmm. who who and I can see that metaphor 
um, you know, how that can also apply to people's business and how we approach that in the greater um, self-care and, and balance within our bodies and our lives, then we invite greater prosperity and success um, into our businesses. And so I'm curious, what, what common struggles do you see uh, with women who are, that may apply to not only physical fertility, but, but that you can also mm-hmm. see parallels to um, you know, fi- financial or struggles with their businesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that the the main core struggle I would say is uh, over masculinization or pushing away of the feminine. So the my understanding is that we both we all have masculine and feminine within us, and we are constantly choosing which one or how to express those energies into our lives. So masculine is the more like giving side. Um, The way that I see it manifests in entrepreneurship and in fertility, in physical fertility struggles is that we have an overt desire to control, right? So, a lot of entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs because they want to control um, how they do their business, how, and at the core of it, it's like this, um, I need to do it myself. I can do it better. I know exactly how it needs to be done. And I, I've been there. I, I'm an entrepreneur. I've had that, um, that conversation with myself and I found myself getting into this really, very masculine centric mode of um, I have to do it all and I have to make shit happen. And it was this constant um, struggle with that. And fertility is the same scenario. It's women that have kind of um, chosen a path in their life that is often about needing to control. So in their work lives, they're probably like really successful, quote unquote, successful women that are like, I'm doing amazing things and I have this great work or job situation or whatever it is. And, and then digging into their mental, emotional, spiritual lives, it's like they have kind of an an aversion to the feminine. So there that the feminine energy being that like soft, relaxed, in tune, intuitive perspective of ourselves that allows and receives rather than creates, generates and forces outwards. I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> totally Oh, yeah, I can totally see it, you know, and especially in such a masculine, um, masculine oriented uh, economy, political system and and society where success really does have these metrics that are measurable. And a lot of it's about financial. And um, I find that, you know, part part of this it's actually International Women's Day today, and so part of this, you know, rising up that we see of of the feminine, I feel like, is uh, women who are claiming 
um, that, you know, they want a more holistic sense of well-being and that the, the driving themselves to exhaustion and burnout for the, in the masculine way to achieve certain financial success is not um, serving them. And so I feel like many people and feminine leaders are redefining success to include balance and, you know, time with family and just finding the more holistic sense. Um, do you have, you know, advice or suggestions for, for people who may be struggling in, in this way, like feeling like they want to invite more balance or, or femininity into their lives? Yeah, I have lots of suggestions. Um, maybe I will, maybe I'll try and keep it relatively simple. Um, the first is to find ourselves in community. And I think you do a lot of this work too, is like allowing ourselves to be supported um, within community and and then getting support actively where we really could use it. So, um, you know, the practical ways that that might show up is if you're an entrepreneur just starting out, it might feel like a really big stretch to have an assistant or to hire someone to do house cleaning or taxes or whatever it is. Like, find the one or two things that you really dislike doing that that get you even more in your masculine and outsource them. Um, and just that small amount of support can create a really big shift in our ability to like, oh, now I have, I have help. I have someone who has me in this one particular area of my life. Um, and then having the community just really help to have other people that are in the same boat or are in similar places that can reflect back to you um, your feminine energy. So mm. that's the first. Um, the second suggestion is a more personal practice uh, of using yoni eggs. This is going to sound a little bit woo, uh, but, you know, I have the balance within me. So the, the, the more, like, really accessing that feminine is rooted in our second chakra, right? So anything that activates the second chakra, it's the, the, it's the center of sexuality, reproduction, and money and abundance. So accessing our second chakra really awakens that what um, tantric medicine calls kundalini energy. Um, and we can really like access that through um, things that activate that center. So one of the practices that I love is the yoni egg. Um, they're essentially like crystals made into the, the shape of an egg. Um, they have lots of different kinds Um for most people, I suggest starting with the rose quartz, which helps invite in self-love and um, and brings in that, like, feminine soft energy. Um, so you basically, like, take this egg and insert into the vaginal tract, and it helps. And then, like, leave it there for as long as it wants to stay, and then it will eventually fall out. Um, and that, I found, is a really great way to help 
um, women kind of resource and find their feminine center um, mm-hmm. and like reconnect with that part of our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my, my second tip. <laughs> nice. I, I love both of those um, because both of them like lead us to greater intimacy, which is what I've, I've realized is, is that we need a more intimate economy where we are, you know, more uh, loving ourselves and, and more intimate in this um, self-care pleasure practice that you describe, as well as um, just then co- connecting vulnerably with community and, and asking for what we need and that kind of intimacy that comes when we can authentically reach out and and connect with other humans. And so I see that common thread of connecting with ourselves and and connecting with others with intention. And then that creates these conditions for fertility because we are feeling um, the vitality that comes from connection with our bodies, with other hearts and, and humans and uh, and just really see how that creates um, ground for whatever seeds we'd like to plant, whether they're for a business or a human baby. Um, I can totally um, understand that. Those are really good advice. I, I'd like to talk more about the, the power of group. And, you know, we've both experienced um, being women entrepreneurs, the, the power of coming together in entrepreneurial groups to support one another. And, um, and just wanted to talk some more about um, what, yeah, what benefits and, and uh, things you've seen. And, and it could tie into your experience with the economic jam that's coming up and, and why you feel like that has been so transformational for so many people. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that you know, the economics jam is one really great space that um I have used to n- nourish and nurture my feminine because it really invites this like flowing down. It invites connection with other human beings and it invites that vulnerability and that speaking from the eye that really could be um, not our usual mode of connection and communication. So it really gets us out of, it's a retreat, right? So you have to leave your physical environment that you're used to and, and like really be nourished and fed on so many levels. Um, I just, I often think about the amazing food that we have at these retreats and it's everyone goes home feeling like, Oh my God, like if I could just have this all the time, I would be in heaven because on some level, like we're feeding our, our bodies with really good food. And then we feed our, our minds and our spirits with um, that, that connection and that community. And the economics, the evolving and emerging economics jam is really kind of structured around conversations around money. So it is really bringing in that piece of like uh, money is really at the core of what a lot of us um, 
think about and want to be having conversations about. And these, like, given the times that we're in, it's really perfect, right? Like, we want to be having more of these conversations. I know I do. Um, around how to rethink our economy together collectively um, and then to really create bridges across different divides. Um, so it really allows for that, like, slowing down that creativity, creating some synergy with people within community um, that can really transform our, our the way that I envision it often is, like, shift us out of the masculine and into the feminine. And being there for a week can, of course, it's only for a week, but you feel what it feels like in your body to be in that feminine space, and then you can bring it into your life in a bigger way, right? You can do it more regularly. It finds spaces that allow you to do that in a more regular, connected way. Mm. Right, and it's so um, unusual for most people to have open conversations about money or think about the economy um, because there is so much um, secrecy and shame and um, guilt around money and, and fear. And so um, I see that tied to sexuality as well. You know, they're both such taboo topics connected, like you said, to the second chakra and um and and part of how um you know we what we need most is open transparent authentic conversations around money to um engage in in new ways to cooperate as humans in a more sacred marketplace to be able to um you know acknowledge and value each individual's unique gifts and and really uh, move move away from the extractive economy where we feel like a commodity and, and competitive and there's scarcity mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of fear and people don't feel secure and so there, you know, there's a whole bunch of, you know, dynamics that come up and so um, let's see what what happens. I, I you probably see this when when people get together and and talk openly about money, there's just like this portal of transformation that opens and people feel so much relief when they can share personally and and realize they're not alone in the struggles and suffering. And um, so I'm curious if you'd like to share anything about what, um, yeah, what what happened with you and, and your business as you were able to go through um, these kinds of sharings at the economic jam and, and in other groups. Yeah, absolutely. So you pretty much like characterize exactly what happens at the jam, right? Like you get to share about these things that are often so taboo and like, uh, like if we have money, there's shame about it or guilt about it. And then if we don't have it, there's shame and guilt about that. So it's, um, really like allowing for that open conversation and it's done in a really like safe nurturing way um for me the economics jam the very first jam actually uh was at a time when i was transitioning from gift economy to uh, like having 
sacred, more sacred economics, but having more of an exchange in my business. So uh, for me, like that space was super essential and it, it was like so perfect timing. Like I couldn't, I didn't plan it that way, but it, I couldn't have planned it better. <laughs> I remember having so many breakdowns at that first retreat that um, really like allowed me to process and grieve and like let go of what felt like was such a big part of my identity around doing gift economy, gift economy practices and transitioning into um, what I have now, which is, you know, like a, a regular business that has money for a service, but um, to do it in a way that still felt aligned and authentic for me uh, was really important. But I don't, I could not have done that transition without the economics jams. And then since then, you know, I've I've facilitated two other jams since then, and. I've really, like, I continue to feel like it's such an integral part of taking that time every year to be in a feminine nurturing space that feeds me rather than the things that I do for my business. So if we think about, like, it's one way that we could fill our cup so that, we're overflowing and rejuvenated and have taken care of ourselves before we try to give to our business or the clients that we serve. Um, so it is, the way that I think about it is really like helps me feel, fill my cup. Um, and, and the deepening conversations around money and economics and how we relate really Um, how we have those sacred relationships and prioritize our relationships over the finances um, is crucial in my own life. And I feel like it weaves in nicely with the people that are attracted to coming to this kind of space. Um, So it's always, it's always a nurturing experience. And, you know, I, I feel like I definitely gain so much from being there and having the space to work through my stuff like whatever stuff I've built up for a whole year I can kind of like experience this energy and like let it go oh I created you know I created these stories about money like what is my current story how do I want to look at that story does it even really resonate or am I ready to let it go and create something new Mm -hmm. Yes, I love how you brought up that relational um, emphasis. I feel like that's another quality of feminine leadership and, and the ways of doing business, whether it's a man or a woman, can, can have these feminine qualities to, to focus on the quality of relationship instead of, say, the quantity of, of sales and to really develop mm-hmm. these, um, these connections and uh, resources and to be able to, um, like you said, have places to be vulnerable, to open to transformation. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot that we can do 
alone um, as far as self-development and self-awareness, uh, but really to, to develop greater emotional intelligence, which I see as a key um, aspect to these conditions of fertility for um, more prosperity is this emotional intelligence, our ability, and we need other people to, to develop this, our ability to not only be self-aware about what emotions are, are um, we're experiencing, but also being able to communicate uh, clearly, to empathize with others and um, so at, at these um, group events, uh, like the Economic Jam, um, what, how, how does this year develop your compassion and, and empathy for other people and their struggles? Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Hmm. Um, I know it wasn't a yes or no question, but a yes in all ways, um, because everyone that comes to the jam comes with different ideas, different um, places where they are either in their business or their life um, with different ideas about how they want to do money. Um, And it is really that like being able to tell our story and then being able to hear another person's story and hold them both as completely true, authentic, and expressions of who we are, right? And that's the the empathy piece of, like, how do we um, hold all of these different pieces, which may not sound very similar, but just as an example, when we talk about economics, like, there are people that have nonprofits. There are people that are doing gift economy projects. There are people that are social entrepreneurs that are creating huge, massive social change through their business. And then there are people that are actually, we've had people come that are um, doing uh, investment financing and how to like, create investments or, or do investments in a way that's more in integrity. Um, and all of these people seemingly come from really different places and have really different stories. But at the core, like, we all have a shared belief in a world we want to see, right? So as we go through this this jam together, it, and they're called jams for that exact reason. Like we have so many different instruments and sounds and we all come together and probably in the beginning they sound a little discordant. um, But over the course of the week, we create this like music. Um, And that's really the essence of it is in the process of that, we're, we're using empathy and we're using like story and, and, and personal experience to really like share where we're at and hear everyone else's and then together create a new story. Mm. Yes, that is the heart of it. I feel like is, is we are actively creating a new story and every time we connect in, especially in this kind of week long intensive um, where really distractions are at a minimum and we're able to, to really drop into as 
Charles Eisenstein says, the more beautiful world that our hearts know is possible, um, that we, through our own personal stories and, and reframing um, our own beliefs and behaviors and, and stories about us and our business, and, um, but, but then also coming together to reimagine what, what a sacred marketplace would look like and, and what a more intimate economy could be. And so, yes, I think that's um, a super powerful act of that, that, that does ripple out because each person who attends is, is an, an ambassador who carries this um, back into their own business and community. And um, I, I just think that's incredibly empowering. Um, let's, uh, let's take a short break here and um, in about a minute we'll come back and uh, let's Let's explore a little bit more about the story of the new economy and and what that looks like, some examples of what's inspiring to you and uh, and create that story and share that with our our listeners. So we'll be back in just a moment. Are you one of millions of women paying unnecessary bank fees and painfully high interest? Really, aren't the bankers rich enough? Don't let your hard-earned money disappear without enjoying it. Find out how at discoveryourtruewealth.com. Take simple, practical steps to better manage your finances. Breathe a sigh of relief because you will gain greater confidence with your money in this free training. Because you deserve to nurture yourself, not hand over more money to the banks. When you plug those money leaks, more resources are available to create a vibrant future. Register now for this exclusive training at discoveryourtruewealth.com. All right, we are back with guest Omatma Shah, naturopathic doctor and women's health expert. And we, as I said, connected uh, years ago with um, at a retreat with Charles Eisenstein, and I really see him as one of the thought leaders around um, more sacred economics, which is the title of one of his books. And he really speaks to shifting our stories and beliefs collectively about what is valuable, um, the, the power of exchange, how we connect, um, the role of money, and um, he speaks about the gift economy. And, um, you know, I've, I've been so inspired to following him and seeing what a response he gets from people and as his popularity has grown because people are hungry for a new narrative that, that is in congruence with our, our soul's um, journey. And um, because the modern economic system has been uh, incongruent with the laws of nature, it's, it's you know, the debt-based economy is, is uh, based on endless growth. And that's just not possible in um, in the confines of, of the modern or of natural science. And uh, so I feel like we there are so many people with inspiring um, projects and that will cult again back to this cultivating 
fertile conditions for greater prosperity. And so just curious if you have any um, thoughts or, or want to share any projects or inspirational um, people who are kind of cultivating, um, you know, at this new economy in their own, um, in their own world. Hmm. That's a great question, Crystal. Um, I definitely didn't make a list uh, ahead of time, but I do have, I feel like the new economy, definitely Charles is one of my inspirations and um, it, it has been an honor to work with him the way that I have. And really like he is a voice of um, what's possible and, and it, sings a lot to what my heart feels, you know, and, and it's like you said, a lot of people resonate with that message of like, we want to see something more in alignment with who we are and who are, what our souls are. Um, and there are, I feel like the, the new way, quote unquote, has different levels of um, different ways that we can relate to to people, to things, to money, um, and we can really have this uh, this flow between like, oh, I have a circle of people that I share gifts with, and then I have a larger circle of people that I share my gifts with that maybe. Um, that maybe offer me something in return, whether it's money or something else. And then I have even a larger community of people that um, can use the resources that I uh, gain through sharing my gifts to, um, to have, you know, things that like, that I want or need, like travel, for example, um, <laughs> that really allows for all levels of connection and flow, um, but really looking at it from the perspective of my end goal is um, to, have, to have maybe uh, not a collection of resources, monetary or otherwise, but to really like share those resources within my community and create flow, um, which I, I would say is probably more a, in alignment with abundance. So mm. um, for me, like shifting that paradigm of abundance from accumulation to flow. Mm. Um, yeah. I I totally agree with that. I've I don't even really like to use the word abundance so much anymore because of, you know, the movie The Secret made it all about accumulating more things like you were mentioning and I I I think the best word for that balanced flow that you're speaking to is prosperity is that when mm. people are feeling this balance between giving and receiving and our needs are being met and, and there's a, a harmony in how that's how we're engaging with others 
um, in the giving and receiving that um, that is prosperity and it really looks different for each person and uh, and that ultimately it is about quality of connections um, you know Charles talks about how the use of money has has made individuals feel like replaceable commodities you know it, it became mm-hmm. less about the the significance of you and I working it out as as people together in the tribe and and more that if you know you uh did something I didn't like, I could dispose of you and and hire someone else. And so mm-hmm. uh, there is kind of this, we've seen the, the relational wealth really become um, depleted and um, this, this kind of impoverishment and, and poverty in communities because of um, so much focus on, on the financial uh, need to, to get more money, to pay off the debt, to be in our own house, to all these things, which, which leave people little time to, to really tend to the relationships um, with other people. And so I'm curious, uh, yeah, any other thoughts you have on, on that kind of thread of tending to our relationships as, as part of creating these conditions of fertility? Mm, no, I think that's really the core of it. And I like your reframe of using prosperity instead of abundance. Like that feels really juicy because it is taking that uh, like abundance having been taken out of context and put into this like um, this more masculine approach of accumulation. So prosperity being the feminine version. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about the masculine feminine balance as entrepreneurs and uh and you know um you had some interesting things to say about how to use hormones to be more in sync in our business. Yeah. So this is something that is feeling really alive for me right now is this the feminine inherently has cycles right like we all do and men have cycles too they're just less obvious um but with women especially women that are premenopausal have cycles every month so we have our our menstrual cycle and then we have that period of time after the menses before ovulation and then actual ovulation and post ovulation. So those four really alive phases and then all humans having the cycle of um, cortisol in our bodies, which is a really key hormone that um, is a responder to stress, but it's also just in in a healthy person in balance during the day and at night. So we start with a certain amount during the morning hours. It peaks usually around noon and then slowly starts to decline through the day. And what I find is that a lot of people in business um, ignore the cortisol pattern. So as an entrepreneur, it's like, 
I work, work, work with my clients, and then at night I take a break maybe, and then I work some more on emails or creating more things for my business or, like, what's next, the planning, and, and like, we basically are going, going, going all day long. And we don't have that, like, slow down period. So our um, – so – what I've been considering a lot and, and it's really taken from my own personal life experience of like feeling exhausted all the time and really trying to figure out what was going on in my life that I was so exhausted. And it was really like running down this, um, having the cortisol going all the time, not really having that downtime or that rest and receive period is what I call the low cortisol period. Um, and living in out of tune or out of that rhythm. And then the broader rhythm of the monthly cycle, um, it, you can kind of generalize that first, like that menstrual period is really like your intuition, your rest and receive period again. Um, so trying to, and I've been actively working on trying to not schedule things during that period that have to do with a lot of like relational things outside of myself. So I really view that as my alone time or self time. And then as the, the menstrual cycle ceases and, and you go into that pre pre-ovulation phase it's really that time to like be more outwards be more you're getting towards the um the kind of like uh energy of being more outward and when when ovulation happens that's your peak um what chinese medicine would call yang um it's where we're most external um so really planning, if you're going to do a talk, do it on ovulation day or as close to as you can to that day um, because that's when you're most magnetic, you're most outwardly, you're easy to connect with, you're easy to communicate with. Um, and then even after that, the few days post-ovulation, you're still in that space, but it's starting to decline slowly. So as you get closer and closer towards the menses again start focusing more of that energy inwards focusing more on getting the downloads or or getting information intuition through your um, meditation or your inward practices so really like having the flow within your month kind of create um, what you're quote-unquote doing um, throughout the month can really help to create some sort of synchronous, synchronous um, flow within your business. And I found it to be a lot easier and really like honoring of the feminine to have these cycles and to have these flows and to, to use it to empower your business. So if you're out of sync either with your menstrual cycle or your daily cortisol cycle, you're really like pushing against the grain or um, some spiritual teachers call it like swimming upstream, right? You're working as hard as you can to like overpower your body, 
versus if you're in rhythm and you're in flow, then you're actually embracing what what nature has for you to do. So having that rest and receive period and having that outward period is really um, in sync with what your hormones are doing. So not only do you get that rest and receive period, which I think is pretty crucial to any entrepreneur or any business, um, to really have that period where you're in tune and getting into using your intuition, using that time to really like gather your energy and nourish yourself, do the most amount of self-care that you can, and then to use that, that ovulation period as the way to like be out in the world and to connect and communicate and really like use that sexy feminine energy to be magnetic and magnetize whatever it is that's um, coming up for you, whether it's like, oh, I really need to connect with this person to get the speaking engagement or I need to do my speaking engagement. All of those things will be a lot easier when you're in tune. Mm. Oh, that is such valuable um, information. I really encourage people to uh, to kind of track that and uh, and really, um, you know, if you've never tracked your cycle, begin to to look at that. And there's great resources um, for that, as well as um, yeah, in in the daily honoring of of the the biological <laughs> beings that we are and, and how our mind can want to override those um, things, uh, those mm-hmm. kind of natural rhythms. And so that, that is a really important part of, of honoring ourselves and, and ultimately being more um, that productivity isn't always about working harder or working more, but what you're describing is actually working more intelligently with the rhythms of nature to be more effective, to have greater influence in those peak times in our cycle, and to really be able to uh, to also prioritize self-care. I'd love to uh, talk about that some now because I feel like so many women um, struggle with uh, with that, with taking self-time for um, loving themselves and, and caring for themselves and, and seeing how that leads to greater self-worth. Because when we have the self-care and then the self-worth um, naturally comes, we're, we're more filled up with our own love and then able to connect with others from that place. And so mm-hmm. I'm curious what um, advice you may have for women who, who have been struggling with how to take care of themselves or maybe feeling guilty for taking the time to, to care for themselves. Why, why do you think self-care is so important? Well, I think it is the self-care piece is really like if you're, how can you give to other people, right? You're giving from a half empty place, which can feel even harder to do, right? You can be, you can do all you can or, or like I remember being in this place about six years ago where it, like if you saw photos of me then and it, it compared them to how I look now, it's like 
I, I'm like, who was that person? Why didn't anyone tell me that I looked so bad? Um, but, like, not even noticing it because it was after years of being that way, like, it was a slow decline, right? And I was completely depleted. I didn't have enough sleep. I was working, like, 70 hours a week to... A, have my needs met, but B, like, to create the business that I wanted to create and, like, basically burning the candle at both ends and not really being able to see the way out of it. And self-care was really that piece of, like, I don't, even at that time, I don't even remember if I had the finances to, like, go get a massage every month, you know, but... It was how do I prioritize myself? And I started to do really simple things. It it started with like, okay, I'm just going to get eight hours of sleep every night. And eight went to nine, went to 10, probably to 11 for a little bit of time until my cup was really full to the point where I could be like, okay, I can breathe again and I can go back to my eight hours of sleep or seven hours of sleep. But to start with things that are really simple because it, it can make a huge amount of difference. Um, So sleep I think is really, really important and to sleep like, in rhythm with the cortisol. So don't stay up till 12 or 1 and then get your eight hours or nine hours. Sleep, you know, at a reasonable time between, I usually say between 10 and 11. Um, Even earlier is great. Uh, And then to really, like, have have a good solid amount of sleep. Um, If you can't sleep, then find support that can help you get the right amount of sleep and the good quality of sleep. Um, And then doing some lifestyle changes like eating really nourishing foods, eat whole foods. Um, If you're you're not sure if it's processed, just ask yourself, did it come out of the earth this way or um, is it in a box, a bag, or a can? If it's in a bag, a box, or a can, it's probably processed. Hmm. Um, So asking those kinds of simple questions that can really give you like you're not necessarily spending a ton of extra time or money, but you are really finding ways to resource yourself. And um, the last piece I can offer, um, this is one of my favorite uh, doctors. His name is Dr. Alan Christensen. And he wrote a book called the adrenal reset diet. Um, and it's actually not a diet. It's a very simple program to help um, rebalance your cortisol pattern. So there, he talks about it in way more detail, but here I can just highlight um, eating more protein in the morning, so protein for breakfast, protein for lunch with some vegetables, and then having carbohydrates, complex carbohydrates, not processed carbs for dinner. Um, and having that will help Um, reset your cortisol pattern relatively quickly. I've seen it for probably about 100 patients now. Um, Mm. Usually within three weeks, they come back and tell me that they're feeling so much better and have more energy and can sleep better. Um, 
Yeah. And then, you know, eventually, like, I usually try to say, like, get off the coffee if you feel like you absolutely need it. So if you need coffee to wake up in the morning, then you're not rested enough. So Mm. um, resource yourself. Know the signs and symptoms. If your hormones are out of whack or your periods are not regular or you can't sleep well or you don't have the energy to function without coffee, all of those are very simple beginning stage signs that um, your body is not feeling resourced and not having the the vital vitality that it needs to really create your empowered life. Mm. Oh, I love that. Um, it's such an important message, especially for people in this day and age to just, um, well, listen to, to our own bodies and to mm-hmm. be willing to, um, you know, respond accordingly and, and have a curiosity like, is this serving me just because I'm in this pattern of, you know, being up till midnight on the computer? Is this productive? Is it, you know, contributing to my overall well-being to take it back to this connection between wealth and a sense of well-being and how many people push themselves for these external measures and and ultimately when we are able to cultivate our um, well-being beginning within our own bodies our own minds spirits and and emotions how how that then impacts what opportunities come to us how we can engage with others what finances will come to us and and flow through us. And so I really encourage people to just um, slow down and and take a look at at some of these patterns in your own life and and begin to have a curiosity about what your body needs and um, how to shift that. Do you want to tell people about uh, your Divas Detox Guide and where they can find that and what to expect from that? Yes. Absolutely. So the Divas Detox Guide is a really simple, busy woman's guide to detoxing your life. Um, A lot of the reasons that women have the degree of hormone imbalance that they have, it has to do with, uh, like, the surge of toxins in our environment. And I'm really passionate about just helping women have easy ways to replace some of the most toxic products in our life. So skincare, makeup, hair products. Um, Women walk out of the house having put on about 70 different toxins on their body before they even leave the house in the morning. So um, if we could just eliminate that level of toxin exposure, then our body will just naturally feel better and have less to have to process. and like use up less of our energy to do that. So the way I see it is like helping detox your life is a really easy way to increase your energy because your body is spending less of your energy on detoxing and more of your energy on the things that you want to be doing. Um, So the Divas Detox Guide, uh, I think, is there a way that we can just share the link with people? Sure. Yep. Great. So people can see that in the post. Great, yeah. 
yeah, so you can just click on the link and then um, that will take you to the, the page where you can download the ebook. Excellent. Wow, I've so enjoyed this conversation. It's the first time I've really um, gone, interviewed a, a doctor on the show and, and gone into depth into this um, biology of <laughs> prosperity and, and well-being. And I just um, really appreciated our conversation and, and to sum it up, you know, how, how do we create fertile conditions for prosperity? Some of the things that I um, saw today was, was that self-care, those rhythms of our body and attuning ourselves with that, uh, the way that we connect with others in meaningful ways for support and really get vulnerable and feel like we are able to um, express ourselves authentically and, and have quality relationships around us. Um, some of the other fertile conditions for prosperity uh, being just our um, curiosity and our ability to, um, you know, listen to our bodies, to what um, is presenting itself, what opportunities, and really have, have that intention for loving ourselves and being able to engage in like healthy, meaningful ways with, with loved ones, with clients and, and really, you know, develop our business from, from that sense of service. That's not self-sacrificing that doesn't lead us to burn out from the 70 hours a week of work that we can actually honor ourselves and, you know, claim our self-worth and charge what we want to and just create boundaries with, with what we are willing to give and um, just feel like this is a really timely and appropriate conversation for many women entrepreneurs I know who are um, struggling with some of these dynamics in their own lives and businesses. And uh, do you have any closing thoughts here? I, I just feel so nourished by this conversation. I've had so much fun talking to you, Crystal, and like some of the thoughts that I've been ruminating on and the downloads I've been getting for quite a few months that I was actually able to share with people. So I feel really excited about that, and I just am really grateful to have been here. Yes. Yes, I feel the same way. Uh, so great to reconnect and encourage listeners to check out Omatma's uh, Divas Detox Guide. And if you're in the Bay Area um, and looking for some women's health advice, um, feel free to contact her for that as well. And so, yes, just encourage everyone to do some act of self-care today. And some it could be 10 minutes to nourish yourself in, in a way that feels good and to really um, see the impacts of that as, as a foundation for your own prosperity. And really, I encourage everyone to, to work with your rhythms and rhythms of your body and so that you can be more effective and um, and just really honoring uh, you, Omapa, and all the um, the experience and wisdom that you are bringing forth to serve 
so many families and uh, create fertility for those who are ready to, uh, to create families. It's such a great service. So everyone, um, just, I hope you have been inspired by today's conversation and we will um, be, um, oh, what do I want to say? Just um, encourage you to, yes, feel, give, your, um, give yourself permission to care for yourself today and, um, and create new patterns of health and wealth in your own life. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to subscribe to the show and rate and review our podcast at iTunes. Be sure to visit www.moneymorphosis.com. That's money-m-o-r-p-h-o-s-i-s.com to join the growing community of empowered women who are dedicated to creating the true wealth they deserve.